Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Stan Fowler. And I'm Bob McGregor. And Bob normally starts us off, but we're doing a really radical move today. Radical. And, and I, I, I'm starting this conversation. <laughs> and, and in this conversation, we're, we're standing at, at the edge of moving back towards something like normal regathering of the church. We've just come out of another two-month lockdown in which we weren't able to meet. Now now we're into limited capacity indoors. And uh, now both both here at Grandview this coming Sunday and at Crestwick and Guelph, where I'm the interim preaching pastor for right now, um, we're looking at meeting outdoors uh, this coming Sunday. I don't know all the details of what's happening here. Actually, I know more about what's happening in Guelph. We're outdoors and we got a baptism. Yeah, quite an exciting day, and and I have to tell you, I mean, it, over the folks at Guelph are really quite excited about what's happening. Um, they're going to use pool noodles to separate um, households uh, as as one little wrinkle of of what's going on on Sunday, and and I'm now known as Tilly Stan because I may have to preach in my Tilly yes. hat, um, but it, and and we're hopefully headed toward resuming something like normal regatherings in, in what's now the foreseeable future. Um, but I'm interested, what, what are you finding, Bob? Do you think, is there a sense of high energy about getting back together? Do you think people are going to respond by saying, I really want to meet again? Uh, I do talk with people in our church, and I'm getting uh, the message, particularly one couple uh, was sharing that they are at their wit's end. Uh, their marriage is stressed. Uh, the wife was in tears because um, they draw a lot of their strength just from the physical gathering, and they're Zoomed out. She's on Zoom a lot for other things, and so uh, she's done with it already, was so excited about going to church. She was here on Sunday. I wasn't. I was at another church in Woodstock where they were buzzed about gathering. Uh, you could just feel it in the air. People were hugging, not supposed to, but they couldn't help themselves. <laughs> right. So there was a lot of enthusiasm for, for getting back. I don't, I, from what I hear, I don't think there was as much uh, outward enthusiasm here at Grandview. And I suspect it's because we're not really gathered. You're still, it's only 15%, which is better than nothing. But there's still a, a, a sense that this is just a, a little taste but let's reserve our full enthusiasm for when we are gathered again properly, which I suspect we'll see when we're gathered outside uh, without the masks. I suspect that's true. Now, it's interesting. Last week at, over in Guelph, the church where I am presently on Sunday mornings, I, I just felt a really high-energy environment. I, I think the people there were just really happy to meet again, even even with the limited capacity. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I think where they peg 15% of their building capacity may be a little bit yeah, on the high side. Year. Yeah, like I last week, um, just because I was so excited about gathering and I wasn't going to be here. It's just funny the way that works. First right. day back, I'm gone. Same thing happened last time. First day back, Steve Jones, our president, was preaching, and then it happened again. So on my way to my preaching appointment, I had to stop by the church and just be part of it, just to talk to people who are coming and going. And uh, I just sensed that there, for those people, they were glad to be there. I met a couple for the very first time. They were coming. 
So I think it's there, but I, it, it, it's nothing to compare with what will happen when we're fully regathered. Are you, um, given your, your pastoral sense of the pulse, are you, are you confident that when we can meet again without the capacity limits that the people are really going to return? Uh, I, I know that there are some who won't. Um, the issue of enforcing or uh, policing the gathering, there are some who say that they would like assurance that everybody in the building is vaccinated. A little bit of that happening, and we're not, we're not going there. We, we just won't do that. <laughs> we can't, in good conscience. Keep no vaccine away. passport here, right? Yeah, okay. we're not, yeah, we can't do that. So there's a little bit of that. Um, but by and large, uh, people are weary. They're zoomed out. Uh, we're grateful for Zoom and the technology that we have. But it's, it's run its course, and uh, I, I suspect that we'll be gathered again. And my prediction is that we will see an increase in our overall numbers in the people that gather. Well, I certainly hope that's true. I mean, I, I, get, I do get the sense that the the COVID and Zoom fatigue is is real. I, I, I think a lot of us are feeling that. Now, I know um, I told the people at, at Crestwick Church last week, it, it is, imagine being excited about gathering at 15% capacity, but here we are, and we're excited about moving in the right direction. I said, it's great for me to preach, again, with actual, with, with you know, something like a significant assembly of people in front of me. And yet I told them, I'm so looking forward actually to, to next Sunday when we'll be outdoors and you won't have to have your mask on. Are, are you feeling that about the masks? Yeah, although one of our, our friends in ministry said, they met outside without the masks, but everybody had sunglasses on, so he couldn't see the top half <laughs> of their face anyway. He didn't know what he, what he preferred. But, uh, yeah, the masks are, I, I, I think our government is realizing that they're at the end of their ability to, to control the thing. There's a lot of gatherings you hear about and businesses are, are slacking, and maybe that's why in our, in our association, in our region right now, we're number one in Ontario for uh out for for infections yes it's because i think people are letting their guard down i think that's probably true but i i i do long to be able to see the face of the people i'm preaching to i mean you and i both know how the the vibes come back when you actually see the people and and occasionally i can see sort of the movement of the mask that tells me, okay, okay, maybe they chuckled at that bit of humor. I count uh, on that. <laughs> you know me. I like to, I like to say things that I don't know if it's gone over or not. I'm on the edge sometimes. Should I have said that? And I need feedback to know that I don't, I don't have to apologize for something. They got the joke. Uh, it, it's such a different. I'm looking forward to faces and the odd amen once in a while. I need that. I, I, I'm with you there. Now, what, one of the questions I, I've seen discussed online, um, for example, um, competing opinions on, on the Gospel Coalition site about churches and, and whether they're going to continue live streaming after we can go back to normal regathering. Um, 
we were we were of course doing it even before the pandemic so i'm i'm assuming that here in our church we will continue live streaming even after we can regather is that going to discourage people from coming back um i i i think it will no people want to come back they're fed up of of that right but we started uh streaming before COVID, like a lot of churches were, because they saw it as an outreach. Number one, to our shut-ins, which isn't a lot of people, and I, you ask yourself, is it justifiable to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases for a few shut-ins when you can go and visit them and, and stuff like that? Uh, but I also think that it's worthwhile to have this because, th- as we found, that there are there's a congregation, there's a group of people out there who aren't going to come to your church. They're seekers. And uh, I think Forward has tapped into this before. They've got a, what they call an online church for people that, for whatever reason, don't come physically to church. Right. So I think it's a ministry that can be developed. Uh, I can see in our city, for instance, advertising on billboards or wherever the, the, the best place would be to let people know that this is something that unchurched people who are seeking could just kind of go to church without going to church, I think there's a, a, a niche for that. So you, would you say that during the, um, the COVID pandemic, when, general, when for so long people had to do it online and a lot of others have continued, have we seen evidence, tangible evidence, that, that we are connecting with people who would not darken the doors of the building here? Uh, yes. Um, I got an email just a couple of weeks ago from someone I didn't know. They say they've been watching our services online. They're looking for a church. I don't know if that means after 20 years or, or whatever, but right. they um, they had a very s- significant issue, a pastoral issue that they wanted us to deal with, and we are dealing with it. And I just said to myself, something's going on out there in, in this space and that's not the only one who has reached out to us for pastoral care who has not been part of our congregation in the usual sense, but they regard us as... In fact, we've got people in China. I don't... <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> who, and it's a long story. We've only got a few minutes left, but they regard themselves as part of our extended congregation. They tune in, and we're baptizing them uh, in an online Zoom way. So there's no going back for us. This genie is out of the bottle. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? And and that is the reality of the day in which we live. Online connection is that that's the way so many people right. instinctively it, think about the way of and first it's just connection. Not, it's just not the online connection like what we're used to, but we found that we can do little videos that are one-off to advertise things or even to share the gospel. And these have already been around, but churches that I know of haven't been doing it. Usually it's private people, uh, Paul Washer or guys like that, and they go viral, just five-minute videos that go viral. And now that we have the technology, uh, I think we can do more of that kind of thing as, as outreach. Okay, well, I, now i got one more question for you. Uh, when when we had to go strictly online, apart from the few people here in the building producing the live stream, we we decided here that in unusual times we would do the unusual thing, having the Lord's Supper, 
and encouraging people to do it together at the same time while they're at home under the leadership here. Do you envision continuing that when we have the Lord's Supper here in the future? For the sake of our sick and shut-in? For the sake of the people who are not here in person with us. So if we have communion here in the usual way... Yeah, would we encourage the people who are watching at uh, home Stan, I don't know why we wouldn't do that. Um, are you saying in place of an in-person visit where a couple of the elders would go and break bread? Uh, well, I'm just saying it... At the beginning, I mean, we had to address the whole question. Yeah. Is it appropriate to do the Lord's Supper in that way? And and I think we recognized it, it was unusual method for unusual times, not at all the right. norm. Just curious. But if someone's sick and shut in, that's unusual. And I think I'm quite comfortable if when we, if they're observing us taking the Lord's Supper, if they want to join us, I don't have a problem with that myself. Um, I do recall very meaningful times when the shut-ins have been visited by myself or just me and a couple of elders or gather a few people in a hospital room. Or, and those I wouldn't want those to be replaced. Right, right. Well, I ask it because I, I think it's, it's a question that will arise. I mean, it's a question that arose last year. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw the online debates about, about whether it was theologically appropriate to ask people to prepare the elements themselves and join in the Lord's Supper, even though we were physically distanced. I, I had pastors ask me for advice, and I said, obviously it's abnormal, but these are abnormal times. I, I support it. But I know there's a difference of opinion about that. So I thought, well, why not raise a controversial point? Yeah, and I know that there are people even now who don't, get the elements they just observe they don't really take it just because it's not meaningful for them as much so uh, it's certainly not ideal being present gathered at a table is the ideal it is well i guess our time is basically up this has been a fascinating conversation i'm stan fowler and i'm bob mcgregor and this has been thinking about it thanks for listening (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.